from the Mercy One Studio. Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting today from the Mercy One Studio, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. I am Joe Stopulos, and today I am joined again by Deacon Mark Campbell to discuss the consecration to St. Joseph event coming up in August and also a story of forgiveness, a story of forgiveness between Deacon Mark and his father. Let us start in a word of prayer. In the, name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Mark Campbell joined me last week. If you missed it, go to the podcast. Listen to it there, uh, discussing the genesis, the reasoning, uh, the call behind the event on August 15th, the consecration to St. Joseph event uh, in coming Iowa, the settlement of St. Patrick's Irish settlement. Mark your calendars for that. We'll talk more about it in the, in the second part of the interview. But if you, the first part of the interview is last week and just discussing why he felt called to, to this event and it was a wonderful conversation, as it always is, with Deacon Mark Campbell. In today's episode, you get to hear the story of forgiveness between him and his father. Just a tremendous, tremendous story um, that we can all learn from. I want to touch today briefly on the uh, the story of the saint of the day, uh, Saint Irenaeus, uh, one of the great minds of the church. I mean, I, I think of him as like a Chesterton of the 100s. Uh, he was basically a second generation removed from the apostles and just had so many great lines. You've heard a lot of them, but I think they bear repeating and, and reflection on and on this day, this feast day, when we celebrate St. Irenaeus. Probably most notable, uh, people, Bishop Barron talks about all the time, but the glory of God is man fully alive. Another one, the business of of the Christian is nothing else but to be ever preparing for death. This is another, this is very Chestertonian. Error, indeed, because he always was talking against heresies. That was one of his big things. Error, indeed, is never set forth in its naked deformity, lest, being thus exposed, it should be at once detected. But it is craftily decked out in an attractive dress, so as, by its outward form, to make it appear to be to the inexperienced more true than truth itself. That, that quote is just awesome. Again, very Chestertonian. Uh, perhaps I have a feeling Chesterton was probably seeped in Irenaeus, not the other way around, right? Uh, but yeah, how, how often is error? Uh, how often is stuff uh, is false teachings made out to be? You know, decked out in attractive dress so that it appears, especially the inexperienced and the uneducated, to be better than the truth. St. Irenaeus is one of the great saints. Maybe take some time today uh, to read on him, to read about his life, and to read uh, some of the great writings that he left for us. We're going to head to a short break, and when we return, we will have the part two of the conversation I had with Deacon Mark Campbell. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio, John Leonetti in the Morning, and the Maroon Moment is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling is a family-run business, reminding you of the Golden Rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. GoldenRulePHC.com Thank you, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are going to return to the conversation I had with Deacon Mark Campbell discussing the consecration of St. Joseph event and his relationship and the story of forgiveness with him and his father. And so this isn't just a consecration, which it it will be. That's a, a big part of it. But it's also a celebration of the diocese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bishop Jones and so can we go back to, uh, first off, thank you for doing all the back work on this. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth on which date, which location, all this different stuff. But we really wanted the bishop to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And if you ever worked with a bishop on their schedule, it's not extraordinarily open, uh, just as a rule of thumb. Uh, and so Deacon Mark, it's like putting an NFL schedule together with the home and away. I've, I've seen some videos on how they do this. It's very difficult. Um, and so same kind of thing. You And we, we he, the bishop said, wouldn't it be great to have a mass in addition to the year of St. Joseph, but it's going to celebrate and commemorate our 110th yeah. anniversary as well. So there you have it. Uh, it's it's going to be a great event. Um, and I want to segue now as we talk about um, this is now the second part of a two-part episode because it went so long, which is fine. So our listeners who missed the first part, go back and listen to the podcast. We're in the second part of a two-part episode. You and I had talked. This is I'm going to segue to your father and the, and the role he played in, in your life and then uh, the great story that you guys had there, which has been called the greatest hour in Iowa Catholic Radio history. <laughs> it has been called that by, uh, by many sources because I was lucky enough to be listening live. Um, so my guest is, is Deacon Mark Campbell, and we're discussing, well, we just discussed the, the Consecration of St. Joseph uh, event that's coming up here. But furthermore, we had talked previously about this, and you were on the Carathon, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like the week. Yeah, it was yeah. the week of the funeral. Your, week, yeah, your dad it, died. Yeah, my dad died on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I think I sent an email to uh, uh, to you know some people with with um, um, you know with, with decision making power, I guess you will. And I said, uh, you know, here's here's what I'd like to do. Let me know if it fits into the, to your, your your weekly schedule. And, and it was essentially the fact that uh, I had been on the carathon numerous times. I, I mean, I think one of the first carathons. 15, 10, however long, long ago, was, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, back, I was, I, I answered the phones, right? And, and so that's how I got my start uh, with, with the Carathon is answering the phones. And then I think uh, year two or three, I was on for a, for a segment and, and, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be on air multiple times during, during the Carathon for, you know, sh- sharing different, different things. And so when my, my dad passed away, uh, on that Tuesday afternoon, um, uh, you know, I, I got in the car to leave the hospital and, and, um, you know, just after he passed and, and turned on Iowa Catholic radio and they went to break and they played a, they were playing a song, which at the time, uh, um, 
you know, it wasn't, you know, familiar to me, but, uh, it's a song called almost home by, uh, I believe it's casting crowds, but, uh, anyhow, that was the first time that, you know, the, the emotion kind of overtook me. And, and, uh, I instantly had that recollection of like, you know, every time I was on the radio, my dad listened, called in with a pledge and sent me a text as soon as I got off the air and tell me how proud he was of me. Wow. And so, um, so that's where I had the inspiration. I just want to go on. I want to talk about my dad. I want to talk about his support of the radio station. I want to talk about our relationship. Um, and uh, it be, because my dad wouldn't be able to call in and make a donation, um, you know, he'd be listening from wherever he, he was, in, in, wherever he was in eternity yeah. or is in eternity. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I just kind of wanted to do something that I hope would make him proud. And we had a we had a fantabulous, you know, that's my it, own word. It was, it was yeah. a fabulous and, and fantastic hour. It was uh, amazing. Radio. So in addition to the fact that the phones were, I, I called multiple times and it was locked. And so eventually I just started texting people the donation. Um, but I, I was at a deal that night and three people, three or four had been listening. And all of us are regular listeners to the station. And all four of us looked at each other and said, that was the greatest hour in it, the emotion was obviously palpable. Uh, you could feel the emotion, um, but this, the it's everything that the station's about, which is about just telling stories of faith and conversion and healing. Uh, and again, it was everyone agreed it was so great. So I want I and I and immediately afterwards I said we are going to at some point have to have you on to discuss this because I think it's such an important issue. And so a lot of it was around you and your father's relationship. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you kind of run with. How far back you want to take us in that that you think is pertinent to the conversation? Um, well, I think the uh, – on one hand, I'd say our relationship was, was um, anything but perfect. Um, but I think in the end, uh, love and triumph – you know, love triumphed in the end, you know. the um, My parents divorced when I was when I was young, uh, third grade uh, was when uh, – is when, when – it was official. And, um, you know, I remember right where I was when, when my, when my mom told me the news that dad wasn't coming back home. And, and, uh, I remember those emotions and, and, uh, ironically enough, I, I still live in that house. Um, we, we've remodeled, but I can still tell you that the general area wow. where, right where I was when wow. that news was, was, was broke to me. And so, uh, it, and I won't say anything here that my dad hasn't already acknowledged or uh, is aware of, you know, and that was that he, he felt less than proud of his um, role in helping raise uh, me and my sisters. And, um, you know, but as, as time passed by, we, you know, we've, we found reconciliation. We found, um, I think, uh, a love that I think can only be born of the fruit of, of being, of rising out of, out of, out of, out of deep, you know, woundedness. And, um, you know, we just had, I think, uh, a relationship that sort of just kind of transcends a little bit, right? Of, of there, there was a, ch- a mutual pouring out of, you know, when I, th- I think of, I mean, I don't want to get too crazy theological here, but there, there was just a, a mutual understanding between him and I of, of how hard it is to be a man in today's world, how hard it is to live up to the responsibilities how hard it is to um, meet all the obligations that that we're called to to meet um, without having God as as source and strength uh, of our life, and not only God but but life in the sacraments, you know, life in the church. And so, if if you know Christ is not central to our um, to our daily rising, then um, then yeah, those days become almost unattainable. But 
with his help, um, you know, we, we can, we can live lives of, of valor and courage and, um, you know, again, not, not lived perfectly, but we can aspire for perfection and it can be within grasp. So, so was your dad around then when you were growing up and you said there's a fissure there, he wasn't good. So could you maybe shine a little more light? Yeah, so, sure. So we had, uh, you know, I guess technically he had weekend visitation rides, but, uh, just a quick snapshot is, you know, he'd pick us up on, on Friday, maybe on time, maybe not. Um, and maybe wouldn't show up at all, but he'd pick us up. And uh, sometimes those weekends were spent with my grandparents on that side of the family. Oh, okay. We wouldn't see him until it's time to go home on Sunday. Wow. Um, and, and so that's, uh, uh, that, I mean, that's just the reality of it. So you mentioned last episode about the father-sized hole in your heart. Yeah. And you clearly had one growing up then, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was mended. You know, we, we, yeah. uh, I'm saying like, at the time, yeah, at the time. At yeah. The time. Um, I would say the father sized hole that I was talking about is, is what I'm feeling in his absence since he yeah. passed away. Yeah. You know, and, and especially taking into consideration that over the course of the last year, we, we didn't see nearly as much of each other because of, uh, um, you know, concerns around the virus yeah. and, and, and what have you. So there, there was a little bit of, uh, a, a sense of lost, time yeah. within that, that year, you know, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of time spent, uh, you know, protecting ourselves. Yeah. Um, yet death still, uh, you know, when that wins, wins this side of, of yeah. life in the end. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that that's so obviously growing up, you're not, you're not seeing him. But at some point you realize that uh, walk me through when the reconciliation to happen, because at some point you have to start talking again, right. having more regular conversations. So my dad entered to do a, a life of sobriety um, in. Um, uh, shame on me for for getting the exact how old date, were you how old were you when roughly? when he went into sobriety and when he yeah uh again uh, that's going to be a little bit fuzzy and i would love to give you exact details <laughs> but the point is is that i reached that point where i had to do the same thing okay i i had to uh um i i i was making a, a series of porous choices mm-hmm. on a fairly regular basis and when i talked about uh, i think in the uh uh in our earlier conversation that um you know, my wife and I struggled through a, a few years of, of uh, just poor choices, mostly on my part, infertility. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I drank excessively mm. and, uh, you know, to just to deal with all the, uh, you know, things that I, yeah. I was dealing with. And the day I needed to, to kind of surrender, um, not even kind of, I just needed to surrender. Yeah. And uh, I, I called him. And that kind of began our, our path wow. of, of, uh, of him being a father to his son. And, uh, he, uh, um, that's going to be, uh, it'll be, it'll be 19 years this year. Wow. And, uh, um, yeah, this would be the first one without him first sobriety date without him. And, uh, um, I'm forever grateful that he made that choice and, um, you know, did, did things in his life to, uh, um, you know, he, he, he sought degrees of nullity. His, his marriage is, was blessed in the church. You know, he was receiving the sacraments, um, you know, in a state of grace and, uh, uh received anointing of the sick on the night he, he, uh, um, the night before he passed away. Wow. And, and, you know, so he, he kind of just laid a path for me to, to follow. Yeah. Right. And, um, and it all start with, uh, the decision not to drink, you know, that, wow. that, that daily decision to, to not, uh, uh, not make that choice because that, uh, for people like me and him to drink robs us of those choices. Mm-hmm. And, um, go ahead. So who, so who had to forgive who first? Um, Is, I mean, did he, did he offer for, how, how yeah, that so, so yeah. So, you know, if you're familiar with uh, a program of recovery, you know, there's a, um, 
you know, you're told to make an amends. Yeah. And, and my dad had tried to do that some years, you know, prior. And, and I sort of, you know, half-heartedly accepted it. And, were you, and, were you, were you a, a devout Catholic at that point? And you, cause forgiveness is, is a, what is it? Uh, yeah. What is the line? Forgiveness is a, a C.S. Lewis is a swell thing until you have someone to forgive kind of thing. Right. <laughs> right. I, no, it actually took a little bit more time for me to really, to really get there. And I, and I think it was um, in, in uh, it was 2012. We uh, uh, we, we lost a daughter at uh, at 26 weeks. She was stillborn, and so it was during during that period of mourning that uh, I felt the you know again my my dad was ever present and ever you know he was trying to do what he could, um, but I also saw him acknowledge that, that this was something he couldn't fix with money. Uh, or, or anything, yeah. right? He all he could do is be present, and uh, I, I will uh, uh, I will cherishly remember that from him. You know, almost in a in a Saint Joseph sense, right? He there was nothing he could say; he could only be there. And um, I, I remember just being on my heart at that point to say, you know, it's time for me to forgive you for everything. And uh, um, you know, I think there was just that idea of. of you know, life being so precious at that moment and that, that death comes for all of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was, a, there was, a, he was, I remember again, it was driveway of our home. Uh, we were standing next to his truck and we were debating over whether he was going to give me money or not for, um, the, uh, the headstone and, uh, for the burial plot. And, and, uh, you know, and I was refusing his, um, his offer. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I, I get to buy my daughter one thing. And if it's, it's if, if it's a headstone, then I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, he, he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, he, he appreciated my position, but I also couldn't prevent him from being a grandfather. Yeah. And as a grandfather, this is what he wow. wanted to do for his granddaughter. Wow. So, um, so yeah, it was just that in that moment, I think the uh, vulnerability and, 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 mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of the floodgates opened of, yeah. of mercy from God flowed through us and uh there was a warm embrace and some tears shared and uh I'm crying now so I get I can see where that's coming from. <laughs> so so yeah. from that experience I mean that's just an experience that is unique to you know not a lot of people to be able to have that level of forgiveness. What does that do for you going forward then? Whether it's with your father or just other people in general with the the spirit of forgiveness understanding God the Father's forgiveness. Um well, I've, I've been able to share this with with some groups of teenagers on on occasion, right? And I think as teenagers, we we naturally sort of maybe rebel a little bit, right? And there's there tends to be some uh, some some tension between fathers and sons, yeah. right? Because as the son is trying to establish his independence yeah. and his manhood, and the father, you know, whether he he doesn't like the son's uh, decisions or choices or or uh, you know. For whatever reason, there's, I think, just some natural tension sometimes yeah. that exists there. And so my, my message is always, no matter how bad your relationship is with your father today, there's always hope that it can yeah. be better, right? And I can say that that my relationship went from, uh, you know, something that I blamed for all the bad things in my life to a source of um, where I was so grateful to have him in my life. And um, it exceeded my, you know best expectations for what we could have as, as you know, and, and he wasn't perfect. I mean, he, up to the day, he, he wasn't perfect, but, um, when I needed him, uh, he was always there. Yeah. So, um, so grateful for that, uh, that blessing. Well, now you now listeners who didn't get to hear the, uh, the greatest hour in Iowa Catholic radio history, it was just, it was that, minutes. it was that, but it was raw and it was over yeah. the course of an hour. And I think that, 
forgiveness is a big deal. Uh, and, and we talk about it a lot in the church. You know, I, the, the story of the prodigal son is probably my favorite parable uh, in in the Bible. And I, I go to it, you know, with reconciliation, I constantly am, am reflecting on it. And you, I mean, you lived it out, right? So you had to live out this, this, forgi- this having to forgive someone who has done something to you. Well, and there's one more aspect of it, too, I think that, um, that I had to get through. And that was accepting his limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Of getting to that point of where, you know, you, we, we want to put him on, I wanted to have him on this yeah. certain pedestal, you know, of him to be all things. And, and then getting to that point where it's like, no, he only has certain capabilities and gifts and, and, and whatnot. Um, getting to that point where if he can just, if I could just accept these things that he can yeah. do and I can turn to him and allow him, you know, just like you say, accepting the, the financial gift uh, yeah. for, for my daughter's headstone is uh, that's something he could do. I yeah. can accept that. And, and that's something that, that we can be united on and we can, we can cherish together. Yeah. So that was, that was a key component of that being able to forgive is again, accepting what's done is done. This is who he is. And um, I can love him as he is and allow him to love me as I am. Cause that, that, that's also a, a major component is sometimes being, looking at our own limitations mm-hmm. and saying, I'm not the most lovable. Yeah. Right. And again, you're, I, the reason I really want to talk about that story, obviously we started this whole conversation on, on the St. Joseph, which now turned into a two part episode um, that we got to wrap up here in about a minute. But that story of forgiveness is one that I think all of us, maybe not to that extent, maybe to that extent, right. Right? I don't know, our listeners, everyone goes through different things, but I think we could all glean something from that, whether it's with a spouse, whether it's with a brother or sister or a friend. I mean, what you just described there of, a, of an absent father, you, you felt that you had a justification to want or to need or to, to demand, mm-hmm. but you, his forgiveness and your forgiveness, I think it's just a, it's a wonderful story. Uh, of the possibility, especially through the grace of God, when you're turning to God, what can be done? All right, we have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So I want to hit the St. Joseph consecration yep. because I think the uh, one of the important things, again, inspiration for why, why I hope this can happen, is that um, Jesus mourned the loss of a father, right? So, so whatever... Um, th- this is an opportunity to not only to get to know St. Joseph better, to... Um, to follow him, to be inspired by him, to uh, allow him to have some, some, uh, uh, you know, direction in my life. Um, but it's also an opportunity to walk the footsteps of Christ. And that is to walk through the morning uh, of the loss of a father. You know, we assume that St. Joseph passed away somewhere between age 12 and yeah. age 30 when, when Jesus started his ministry. And so I think that's, uh, if, if people are looking for one more inspiration um, for, to do this consecration, I think this might be a catalyst for that. The date, again, for that consecration is the 15th uh, of August. The start date would be the 14th of July, and it's going to be out at St. Patrick's Irish Settlement uh, in, where is that? Coming. Coming. Coming, Iowa. Deacon Mark Campbell, thank you so much for joining me in these last two episodes. Stick around. We will head to a short break, and we'll be right back. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company. 
providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Cents Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Cents Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. My thanks to Deacon Mark Campbell joining me for a very long, went fast though, 40 minutes, broken into two episodes. I knew we couldn't, I, I tried to do it. It wasn't going to work in though, guys. We couldn't fit all that good information into one episode. So we, we, we broke into two. Uh, I think it was worthwhile for everyone. Uh, you can probably hear it in my voice there. That story of, of forgiveness of reconciliation reconciliation if you were at the men's conference you heard tim jameson really hit on that that word of reconciliation reconciling it's not just you know the sacrament of confession he says the lord has always told him many times we're not yes we confess our sins that is indeed part of the the sacrament but there's this much more important piece which is the second piece which is the reconciling the reconciliation and that, that clearly happened in this story. And what, what I glean from that is no matter how far we are away from, from people in our lives, especially the ones who are most important to us, and especially to our family, um, or to God, I mean, you see it there. You saw it there in, in, in his voice. You could hear it in his voice, and you could see this real-life example of, of forgiveness. And... We're never too far away, you know. In the spiritual life, obviously, as I mentioned with the spirit, with the story of the prodigal son, we all know that one. We're never too far away from God's love. We're never too. We never have distanced ourselves so far away that we're unforgivable. But even in life, you know, we are called to make amends in life to to those around us whom whom we have hurt, and those who have hurt us who are asking for our forgiveness. And this story, when I first heard it. And I, I'd never, I've never been so enraptured ever with a radio program on any station, any ever. I mean, just, it was incredible, and I, I won't forget it. And it just, I, I want to thank Deacon Mark for being so open to share that story, uh, especially, especially the week of the, you know, that week of the funeral, obviously with emotions at a, at a, a high point, and his just being so stoic to understand this is an opportunity to share the gospel, to share this wonderful story of forgiveness with the listeners to Iowa Catholic Radio. So my thanks to Deacon Mark for, for, for doing that. Also, again, I just, I've said it about 15 times now in the last two episodes, but please mark your calendars. July 14th is the start date for the consecration, and the, the actual consecration day then would be on August 15th. That Sunday where we will have Mass with the Bishop at 4 p.m. at St. Patrick's Irish Settlement Catholic Church in Cumming, Iowa. Thank you for joining me today on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. Brought to you by Construction Professionals. 